Hello, welcome back to the show. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn right here on My Talk 1071, where you get entertainment, you got get celebrity gossip, and also blinded by the item. Uh, please like and subscribe to our podcast. It's the show within the show that happens every day at 1230 Central Time. And you can also send us an email if you live in, uh, I don't know, some place where a celebrity shows up and you're like, I saw so-and-so is at a cop coffee shop and they didn't tip you can tell us at blindedbytheitem.com i don't always tiff tiff tip at coffee shops for example yeah go ahead if i'm ordering at the counter well sure a black coffee like a drip coffee yeah then i don't necessarily well that's not true i did tip this weekend i guess it depends on like because the the woman was very busy and i just felt like oh i feel bad because she's so busy. But usually sure. I will go to the, I will take the extra effort to tip when they're crafting a drink. Does I will that make say, sense? as a former barista and coffee shop owner, too, for a short time. Oh my God. Um, no back in Oregon, back in the 90s. Let me talk oh about my those gosh, days. you're so granola. I am so granola. Was uh, it Pete's coffee? Or no, it was, it was Seattle's n- best. Oh, or? it was not. I had a very uh, special guy. He, he roasted it in his garage. He was a hippie. And you? Was, oh, fun. Don't even, yeah. Oh my god. We can God. talk about this for yeah. you're very granola. But I will say I'm so granola. I'm crunchy, as my kids would say. Yeah. I like it. But I will say, Bradley, going to this point of ordering a black coffee from your barista, that is the tip. Like there is nothing oh, better than sure. Sunday morning at the thing and you know you, getting yeah. and somebody's like, like, I just want a black you, coffee. You want a black coffee? Yeah. That's yeah. the tip. You're, Don't ever so feel bad happy. about not tipping for that because that's, that's a beautiful. Yeah. Although that like I said this weekend, I turned around and was like, Well, because then you feel bad. Like, because you see that little tip thing go up and you're like, well, I mean, they probably, you know, it's not like this is the most financially rewarding job ever. Yeah. That's I want to be a good person, Dawn, but that's not why we're here. Why are we talking about this? Um, I said, if you, I was just doing a little promo <laughs> for I, Blinded by I'm the like, Idol. where am I? I? It's fine. It's fine. I just said, if you see something out in the wild, a celebrity and you saw them not give a tip at a, I just said a coffee shop. Oh, God. Okay. Cause That's I'm right. like suddenly, like, we're talking about a coffee I shop. Ha- you talk about whatever you want, please. Oh, oh thank you. Thank I you. I mean, you know, it's your show, too. All right. So the Stranger Things house, somebody bought it for way over the asking price. No. Like the house in Hawkins, Indiana? Uh, we're the actually one, going to food court. It's honey. just, what? Oh my gosh, what am I doing? We're I going know. to food court. <laughs> but she might not know where that is. That's fine, it comes I do. To the intro. I'm going to play it right okay. now. And now I'm going to visit the Boy, only court I could forward. never be in contempt of. What planet am I on? Versus Dawn. They love to argue. On topics from the world of cuisine. White meat or dark meat? Blue cheese or ranch? It's food. Got to be a better way to phrase that. Let's go. The Honorable Mike Ganger presiding. No, oh, it's Leah. Okay. Leah, you're in charge of... There's really nothing to referee on this one. I saw this story. It's funny that we are talking about coffee shops. I do feel like that's a conversation we should go back to, but um, let's stick with this one for the meantime, because I bet you Gen Z has a very unique approach to coffee shops compared to, say, Gen Xers. Are we all Gen X? I think here? we're all Gen X. Yeah. I, I'm on the cusp of elder millennial. Elder millennial? Like, I'm like, at depends on which Reddit or BuzzFeed thing you read. And Dawn, you're Gen X, right? I guess so. I don't know. Well, what else would you be? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. 
You guys are you're both, you a guys few are years older than I am. So I think that would still, because I feel like I'm a young Gen Xer. Okay. Right? I honestly don't know. Bradley, uh, you and I are young Gen Xers. Okay. And Don, really, you're a young Gen Xer, too. I'm I think. 50. Oh, yeah. You're yeah, just yeah. Gen Xer. 50 in October. Yeah, so you're Gen X for sure. Okay. Yeah. I feel like uh, we're on the younger end because I always felt like I was like kind of Gen X. Now I feel increasingly more Gen X because we're like the forgotten generation. Like nobody gives a rat's behind about Gen X and they I'm fine with not. it. And we don't care because we're like, let the millennials and the boomers fight it out. I'm fine. Oh, yeah. Anyway, all I know is that I'm immature. That's all I know. Uh, Gen Z, you are not immature. Okay, not any more You're mature than a lot youthful of and fun-loving. Yes, oh. very youthful. Um, but let's talk about Gen Z because... I got two of them in my house. Well, I got one in my house still. Okay, well, this is good. And Dawn, you probably have... Or are those not Gen Zers? What are... Uh, MC's kids are probably what? Gen... Yeah, they're Gen Z, right? Are they Gen Z? Oof. Okay, so... God. What? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what generation is what, obviously. Um, Gen Z would be like the newest generation What's alpha <laughs> those are the kids and they scare me okay like that's kids? like 11 12 tweens i think are alpha oh, yeah, no, okay. i don't even want to go there oh are gosh. they really starting over with alpha oh my god oh my god i don't like it that's terrifying anyway the reason we're here today is to talk about gen z originally okay. um specifically gen z's favorite restaurants and i was like i need to understand what constitutes a a favorite restaurant and b what constitutes gen z's favorite restaurant because if I were to say, like, what's um, Gen X's favorite restaurant, I don't know that I could tell you other than, like, what's my favorite restaurant. So on this list from the uh, the Takeout, which is a wonderful food website, if you're equally food obsessed like I am, they have a list of Gen Z's favorite full service chain restaurants. I looked through this list on and there was maybe like three or four that I recognized so many that I don't know. So I'm mm-hmm. curious if either of you have heard of these restaurants because literally the top Gen Z full service restaurant chain mm-hmm. is called Seasons 52. I've never heard of have that. You, I haven't either. No, I haven't heard of Seasons 52. First Watch? Yes, I'm very familiar familiar with that. Oh, why? Where is that? Oh, uh, they have them in Missouri, but... okay. First watch, what kind of restaurant? It's a breakfast place, but oh, okay. it's like you can get, it has a lot of healthy options. Do you think that's why it's popular with Gen Z? Because they like the healthy food, like avocado uh, toast. Yes, there's a lot of <laughs> avocado in the menu. You can you don't feel guilty. They don't look at you and get upset if you ask something with all egg whites. Oh, you know what I people mean? people get upset with you for asking for egg whites? Absolutely, at a regular diner. Really? I've never, I've never asked they, for egg A lot of times they go, no. Is are you? Do you like to do that? Is that yes? Yeah. Oh, because you know, I think in restaurants they usually have like it all mixed up. It's already, already all mixed, yeah. oh. and then be, the cook has to like separate yolks from whites, which they're not into. Or <laughs> they're not into doing that. That is so interesting. I've never. Back do you have any other line? orders that are particular like that that you've run into issues with? Um, like egg whites or well they also offer like oh this has flaxseed in it or this has sprouts you know you're saying first watch does yeah they have all kinds of things like that that are like more california type menu items on the rest of this list really quickly ruth's chris which i was surprised at. how do they afford it are their parents taking them (laughs) maybe that's number three holy cow uh cracker barrel 
Oh, okay. That's when they're feeling like some home country. I love Cracker Barrel. Uh, what? Crackle Barrel. Uh, Chewy's. <laughs> Chewy's. I've never been to Chewy's. Carabas. I've uh, heard of the Carabas. I've I don't been to think a I've Carabas. ever been there. Yeah. It's Italian. And then Cheddar's. Cheddar's. I've been to Cheddar's. <laughs> What's a Cheddar's? I don't know this one. It's just like a, what would you call it? Like a comfort food? Yeah, it's it's like a Chili's so, or an Applebee's, except yeah. it has a little bit. Is yeah. Cheddar's the one, they give you something at Cheddar's, I mean, they? they have this huge skillet chocolate chip cookie. Okay. I mean, it's definitely not thinking health-wise. But I feel they like have you some get more. something when you go to Cheddar's. We've, we've had Cheddar's in Springfield, Missouri forever. I don't have even you? think it's there anymore. That's like a, that's definitely like a 90s restaurant. Uh, Chili's and then the Brass yeah. Top, or Tap, excuse me, Brass Top. The Brass Tap. A brew pub. It's a brew pub. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, do you have a favorite full-service chain restaurant? I like the Texas Roadhouse. Do you really? What do you like to get at the Texas Roadhouse? I've been there a couple times. Mm, I would say I really like the fact that they bring a loaf of bread to the table <laughs> before. Okay. Free bread. Put, put this. I'm going to put I this on. I love a warm loaf of bread. And if they don't do that anymore, maybe I'm confusing it with someone else. But I love that. I We're going to put this on the list to talk about tomorrow because I was at a very nice restaurant in Florida recently. You may know. You have to pay extra now. Not only do you have to ask for the bread service, quote unquote, okay. you have to pay for it. And I think that is offensive, especially when you're paying that much for dinner. Give me some bread. Um, bread should just be Thank you. Right. Thank you. Or maybe you. it's rolls. I don't know, but they bring me something with butter. It's some kind of a bread. At Texas Roadhouse? Yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk bread tomorrow. Uh, but when we come back here on the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, now, Dawn, you're going to talk about the Stranger oh, Things house. Yeah. We'll find out how we can get a piece, right? Yeah. Can't we own a piece? When we Absolutely. Come back right here. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to the show. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. My talk, 1071, everything entertainment. Hey, guys, did, if you like Stranger Things, you could actually own a portion of the house where it was filmed. Um, do I get to pick my portion? Um, you can own like a quarter of the left corner corner of the kitchen oh it's a hundred dollar plot um no seriously though this is a community driven project the people that 
bought the house initially, bought it for over the asking price, which was over $300,000. Um, I'm not sure if that's a good price for this. I mean, normally when you look at this house, you're like, okay, not worth that much. But since it was a part of the Stranger Things movie, you know, it's going to be worth more. Well, yeah, it's connected to the show. I mean, the iconic home for those who are fans, I'm assuming. Yes. Um. So... If so, basically, they put the house on this real estate platform called Arrived. Okay. And it is in Fayetteville, Georgia. It's, it was featured in external facing shots, and some of the key scenes were set in the first season, like the alphabet holiday lights thing on the mm-hmm. wall uh, featuring Winona Ryder. Um, and so when you go on to the Arrived site, it's uh, on the first page, you see the buyer's house. And the people that own it say um, it's a collaborative effort and you can also be a part of the creative process and it's going to be 100% owned by the fans. It says for as little as $100, you can become a partial owner and earn rental income with the property. Oh, wow. I was going to ask, like, so what do you get for your $100? Yes. So I don't know where they will, how they will limit it. So far they have over 200, I'm sorry, two. Excuse me, 2,000 fans involved. I'm very emotional about this. Are you? Yeah. Maybe you're just a little gassy. <laughs> I took some Tums in the break. We'll see if that helps. Over 2,000 fans involved. So I don't know how much money you'll actually make on this. Uh, but also, you get to book a stay at the property once it's been renovated and is ready for guests. So then they're going to list it on rental sites such as Airbnb so fans can book a stay and visit the property themselves. This is a cool way of doing this. I mean, like for a lot of people who've thought of over the years, like iconic pop culture houses, you know, like, oh, I don't have enough money. Oh, I can't do this by myself to be able to crowdfund. Yeah. Uh, buying a house like this, this seems like a unique way of of financing that dream come true. Yeah, it is. Um so I guess this company itself arrived. They've successfully funded over 360 properties, which total are worth 130 million. So the house will forever be owned by the fans of the show. So it's sort of like GoFundMe, except it's just for rental properties. I would be curious as to see like, once you put down your hundred dollars, what are the legal implications? Like they have these ideas, but you know, what does that work out to as far as, you know, your investment, how many shares that you put into this, how much are they going to spend? Like they have all of these ideas, Mm -hmm. but then like, how much are you in the hook for a hundred dollars? But then what do you get back? Yeah. In turn, like yeah. the fine if, print is what yeah, you're the talking fine about. print is what I'm talking about. Because what if you give your money and then they just decide, uh oh, the well's not working and so we have to put more money into it. So now your investment is on hold. I would just be a little bit leery. Because you can get excited about these things, but then ultimately in the fine print does it say ultimately these people own it and you know, you you don't. <laughs> I would just be curious yeah, to see, sure. you know, what overall and how many times do you do you get to stay? Because I think it does promise somewhere in there that you actually do get to stay at some point. So is that with cost or without cost? Um, 
And it says we're also running a referral contest. So they want you to share the campaign for a chance to win free night stays on the property. Yeah, so no, it looks like a unique. I mean, that. and I'm sure the fine print, I would assume it's all in the website somewhere before you're handing over $100 or whatever it is that they're asking for. Yes. I would hope that they're going to give you all the fine print and then I would have a good lawyer go over that before you. But also it's 100 bucks, right? Like I'm sure a lot of people are just like, well. Yes. Yes, yes, I'll yes. I'll get a little certificate, put it up on my house. Yeah. You know, kind of like those, like, you're a Scottish lord. <laughs> right. That was going around so much for a while. Or like buying a planet or a star, all yeah. that dumb stuff that people did. A piece of the moon. I wonder how Scotland felt about that. Because it was all about, like, be a Scottish lord. And it's like, okay, well. I'm sure know. they were cashing those checks. It's kind of like early NFTs, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you think about it. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, uh, did you put the link on our show links page? I sure did. Perfect. If you want to own a part of it. Own a piece of Stranger Things. Now you can do it. And when we come back on the adventures of Bradley and Don, we're going to do a little Grammys cleanup on aisle 230. Because that's <laughs> the time here on the adventures of Bradley and Don. On my talk, 1071. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome back to the show, The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, My Talk 1071. Did you see the Grammys last night? Maybe you heard about some things that were going on. Well, we have you covered right here on The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Um, we had a lot of women winning awards last night. Uh, Taylor Swift winning uh, her 13th Grammy, winning for Album of the Year, Midnights, and then announcing you know, that she had a new album coming out. Sort of a shock to everybody. Uh, it wasn't going to be Taylor's version of Reputation, an actual new album coming out uh, and then we had some great performances uh, that we talked about earlier in the show but if you missed it you can go back and listen to the podcast some of those uh, we had like uh, Tracy Chapman and Luke Combs doing um, Fast Car that was so good Joni Mitchell uh, we had Fantasia Barino honoring um, oh gosh Tina Turner. Tina Turner yeah and that was part of this in memoriam which I definitely wanted to make sure we talked about because it's sort of you know the in memoriam is always kind of just one of those moments where i feel like everybody's like oh this is kind of sad mm -hmm. and you sit there and somebody sings a sad song and you see all the faces and then you're like oh but they forgot like two people mm -hmm. or somebody's like i don't remember who that guy is right it's kind of awkward and dip it just is not it's it's usually not the most scintillating television although 
I will say, last night it was pretty scintillating. And mostly because I had forgotten so many of the people we lost last year. But also the performances that they did in tribute in honor, which included Fantasia doing a tribute to Tina Turner. But it also involved Annie Lennox doing a little tribute to Sinead O'Connor and Wendy and Lisa. It's Wendy and Lisa, right? They're the ones who did the song with Prince because yes. it's Prince's song. Yes. They were there performing behind Annie Lennox. Oh, God. Um, nothing compares. So if we could play a little bit of that, uh, nothing compares with Annie Lennox at the Grammys last night in the In Memoriam. It was, it was really I'm meaningful. Sinead O'Connor. Did yeah. I say, what did I say? Um, well, you just didn't mention Sinead O'Connor. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, for Sinead. get to see the performance last night i would go back and watch that online because annie lennox is great she's it was so good to see her it was such but it just kept going right like we had fantasia as i said when oprah came out to introduce fantasia because she was essentially giving that like sort of intro tribute to tina turner Uh, she just did a great job and so it was like one like mind-blowing performance Slash appearance, slash speech after another. And they had some of Tina Turner's backup dancers Mm -hmm. on stage. And then we had Stevie Wonder um, doing a a Tony Bennett song, um, you know, talking about the first time he heard um, the song that he played, which he recorded, Mm -hmm. uh, which was... Oh, what's that song that he played? Yeah, I don't remember. Oh, off the gosh, top of my I don't head, But it was a great performance, and it's always For good once to see. in my life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was great to see Stevie Wonder, yes. as always. Yes. Um, gosh, and then you had, uh, gosh, who else? John Petiste made, uh, did some singing as well. It just was really well done, and it did. It's just all the people that that go in a year. It's just, it's just so sad, but at the same time. You know, for us as fans, you know, it really, really for people that are singing and these were their friends, you know, getting up on stage and it's it's even it's harder for them. And you really realize like these were their contemporaries. Mm, these were sure, people yeah. that that they dearly miss point. on a different level. And it's just so special to be able to see them on stage singing those songs. So. Yeah, it was truly just a great Grammys performance if, um, you know. And we can't always say that when it comes to award shows. So to be able to sit down and watch some great performances, you know, like the other award shows, you've got some speeches, you get to see people on the red carpet. This one, I love that you get to see actual performances. And sure, I I will say the one thing I thought of is like, God, there's so much other great music out there that doesn't get to 
doesn't get the same spotlight or stage that uh, those on the Grammys do, but that's just the world we live in. And for, you know, for the people who do get highlighted, it was a great chance to see. I mean, Billie Eilish's performance, we didn't talk about that. Oh, my gosh. I love that song. It's one of my favorite songs. It's so theatrical, and I hope it wins the Oscar. I hope it does, too. I watched that this morning again, and um, her voice is just so unique She has such amazing voice control. She really does, and she also the song is just so perfect for the Barbie movie, but also on so many levels is just so great. Yeah, and I'm sure women can relate to when I was listening to it. I could just think of different times in my life when I felt that way, and I just started to tear up again, Mm -hmm. just like feeling like you know what what was I made for, and just feeling like I haven't been been you know just different times in my life where i've just felt like either an object or like you know not being seen or heard and how you don't really know how you feel about it but you just go along with it and it's like just on so many different levels it applied to actually barbie the character and then just you know what kind of fight women have had oh for sure which it speaks a lot to the movie and the power of the movie yes and should have been recognized more at the Oscars. But, ah, it's just one award show. It's okay. Um, what else? Uh, Taylor Swift announcing. We already talked about that. Um, yeah, were there any other bits and pieces of the Grammys that you wanted to make sure we get to? Um, I really that stuck out to you? I really did love, I thought Jay-Z's speech for the award that he accepted was so good because he talked a lot about how far that he's come in his career and just dreaming of being a musician and making an impact and how there have been ups and downs that he's had just with the Grammys in general, just feeling like mad at them at times, you know, he's brought up, he brought up just his contemporaries and how much he appreciated all the hard work that they did Mm -hmm for him to be on that stage Mm -hmm. and also the times that he mentioned, you know, Will Smith being mad at the Grammys and staying home, but watching them from the hotel. (laughs) So it's like, it's understandable. (laughs) I I, like I, and I do think it, it, it is a, I'm glad he illustrated that last night in his speech when he said like, how do you give a woman the most Grammys of any one individual 32 Beyonce has received and not artist or excuse me, album of the year. Like something just doesn't make any sense. It's kind of a similar situation with Greta Gerwig and Barbie. Like Barbie's going to get a bunch Mm -hmm. of accolades, but the woman who directed the film is not going to be recognized and truly a director. I mean, whether you like it or not in Hollywood, that's sort of seen as like, you know, that snub. Yeah. Most certainly I think was a snub, right? Like, it just seems like you, how, how could that movie have been nominated for Best Picture without the director? Now, mm-hmm. look, I'm sure somebody will look back and say, well, you know, oftentimes a director's not nominated, blah, blah, blah. But, but I think last night he did a good job of sort of, you know, calling that out for what it is. And I mean, it's not, a, it's not, he's not wrong. And I do agree. <laughs> I still think Lemonade was absolutely groundbreaking. Yeah. And oh, my God. Should gosh. have gotten an album yeah. of the year. Yes. Absolutely. That was an amazing just media. 
drop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember that. I mean, specifically just being like consumed by that album. Absolutely. It, yes. It that you're so right about that. And most importantly, you know, he's saying that to the world and he's saying that to the Grammys and also most importantly, having Blue Ivy up there being so beautiful and poised and, you know, saying it in front of her and showing her like this has happened to your mother who is (laughs) standing right there. And I am this is the kind of person that. I'm going to say it in front of you and in front of her and in front of the world like that. Hopefully yeah, she looked great up there. By the, way. the whole time she's just standing there. I was like, oh, God, <laughs> she's so beautiful. That kid's going to do some big. Things. Oh, my God. I did think to myself, gosh, what is she going to do? I know. It's gonna be amazing. Mm-hmm. And to have her dad speak up and to know how important her mother has been to the music industry and just as a family be up there and say, this is what we think and what we believe. Really important moment. So you know, to use their voice and just say, you know, this is wrong, but in a way that was like, Hey, I'm calling this out right now. I also just, you know, there was so much fun last night. Um, Miley was in such a great mood. She looked amazing. (laughs) I was just obsessed with her look. Can we talk about that? Yeah, for sure. 14,000 gold safety pins. What? That's what that dress. 14,000 gold safety pins. But she, and then and when, she, when she went up to do flowers uh, after winning the Grammy for flowers, and she sort of like led into that, uh-huh. that uh-huh. Uh, Tina Turner tribute with that dress and the hair. I was like, it was so Mad Max Tina Turner. Oh my like, God. That, just, oh, I loved it. She was just, Every look that she struck was a pose. Yeah. I mean, the photos from last night. And you could tell she was carefree. She was just kind of like, I, I just want a Grammy, y'all. You know, yeah. like it was very, very just like it was He's, just footloose and fancy free Miley. But then she didn't thank her dad. True. Yeah. He well, wasn't there last night. No, that's uh, yeah. They're talking about that. Her she, mom was there. Her mom was there. Yep. I and did she, see her mom. she she made the thank you. I don't know if she was with her. And then man. made that point of I don't think I forgot anyone. Yeah, they're thinking it was intentional. Oh. Goes, I don't think I forgot anyone, but mm-hmm. I think I forgot my underpants. <laughs> so, so funny, beautiful. and she had that. I mean, I really feel like she's living her Dolly Parton moment with that Dolly Parton hair. Oh, that was true Dolly Parton. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. really great. Oh my, there's a country well, to artist me, it right looked now. Very like yeah. I wanted her to have a headpiece like Tina Turner and Mad Max. Oh. I just felt like she was totally yeah. channeling Tina last night. <gasps> It was great, uh, and, and all of it is online, and we've linked to much of it on our website, so you can go to mytalk1071.com, and when we come back, I don't know what we're doing, Dawn, because we haven't planned a segment. That's okay. Normally, we play a game, but our good friend Mike is gone, and we could I, not force Leah games. to play a game. Yeah. So, perhaps we'll play a game of words when we return, <laughs> right here on The Adventures of I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Welcome back to the show. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. My talk 1071. Well, a lot of people are speculating online um, that Taylor's album, which she talked about last night, uh, the tortured poets department 
could be in reference to Joe Alwyn's Tortured Man's Club. Hold on. Let's sip some tea. What does that mean? Joe Alwyn and Paul Mescal, they have said in the virtual world, they're buddies, and they once admitted that they've created uh, a group on WhatsApp called the Tortured Man's Club. It's a group of friends that they so talk online text. about. It's a group text <laughs> where they talk together about their, I guess, their problems with their girlfriends. Or they did. How do we know this? Because they talked about it when oh, they were talking to each other. In well, that an wouldn't interview. be much of like an Easter egg or like Taylor mystery if you just like blatantly rip it off. It seems like an odd. I feel like there's got to be more to that story, right? Well, I don't know. I mean, so TMZ says um, uh, eagle-eyed fans noticed that Tay-Tay's forthcoming project, which she's titled The Tortured Poets Department, sounds eerily similar to a group that Joe once admitted he's he'd created among his buddies in the virtual world. What does that mean in the virtual world? Online. Oh, so he just says like he's a gamer or something? <laughs> no, just on WhatsApp. Oh, okay. Okay. They're group chat. Joe Alwyn and Paul Mescal have a WhatsApp group Who's with Paul Andrew Skull. Uh, uh, Paul Mescal? He was in Normal People. Oh, yeah, that you guy. You know Paul Mescal. He's got that yeah, face. Yeah, no, I didn't remember his name, but no. I can. I he looks very familiar. With Andrew Scott called the Tortured Man's Club. And Joe said um, it hasn't had much use recently, he quipped. I feel like we're less tortured now. And, um, yeah. Joe spilled this little detail a couple of years ago during an interview he did with Paul on Actors on Actors, this segment where they interviewed each other. Yeah. I just feel like she would come up with something a little more clever, but maybe that will all explain itself when we hear the album. Yeah. Um... They laughed about it. I guess I don't know. It's just probably like they're probably just talking about their significant others with each other, and yeah. so they were kind of referencing that. And yeah. she probably at the time was over the relationship, and so she started writing the album. You know, in reference to that, she was probably over it. He was over it. Yeah. Well, no doubt there's gonna be a story because the thing we know about Taylor Swift is like nothing is done without forethought and a complete like storybook companion that will go along with the album. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I guess Paul Mascal was dating singer Phoebe Bridgers at the time. Oh, yeah. We love her. Yes. She won last sure. night with Boy Genius. I did not know that. And she opened for Taylor last year. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay, so small world. <clears throat> yeah. So. I saw her in concert oh, two summers ago. She's did so you? Great. She's so great. She's a favorite of mine. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. I'm a fan. So she has a connection to her, and um, there you go. She could. I. I'm thinking this is going to be a lot of songs about the demise of that relationship. Yeah, I mean, if part, you know, if uh, past is prologue, right? You're going to get. I mean, I guess I don't know a lot about Taylor Swift's music, but I do know enough to know that her relationships are going to play heavy in uh, in the songs. And I wonder how much. You know, I wonder how if there's any Matt Healy in there. 
I wonder that too. I wonder when she actually finished writing so the song. There's not going to be a lot of Matt Healy for fear that people are going to remind ourselves why that he existed. Why, no. why Matt Healy Gosh, was not a good idea for that's her. That's a heartbreak too because I'm such a fan of the 1970s. But everybody will forget because that's what Taylor Swift fans do. Yeah, I mean, she moved on pretty quickly from yeah. him. Just like, okay, now well, yeah, I'm dating this guy. Once the Nazi jokes started coming out. Yeah, come oh, on. Yeah. Goodbye. Well, I mean, and also the So I don't terrible... feel like she's going to write lyrics about that. Call me crazy. No, but I, but then, <laughs> then there was the other stuff where he was on that podcast talking about, you know, that pe- his friends walked in on him and he was watching some really awful yeah. porn. Yeah, I don't think she's going to write about that either. I mean, that right there was like, okay, her fans were like, you can't date him anymore. And yeah. she sort of ignored it. And then, oof. And then immediately she was like with Miss, you know, Mr. Americana. Captain Football. <laughs> yeah. You, know? can, you can't get more American than Taylor Swift. So they broke up about a year, April of yeah. last year. Yeah. And then she started... You know, then it was like, oh, it was super quick. I remember because we reported this whole thing like as it was happening in real time because it was so obvious that this Matt Healy thing was going to blow up in her face. And then it was like all of a sudden he just disappeared. And suddenly, like five minutes later, you know, Travis Kelsey gets rolled out. Right. It's like, oh, perfect. (laughs) It really was. And then I wonder when she stopped. Conspiracy theorist. But when did she break up with joe alwyn it was all very so i think the joe oh, that, alwyn was even... was, that was about a year ago yeah that was in april yeah april, april of last year yeah oh but then when did she date was healy in between there he was well, healy was at the beginning of this last year or uh at the beginning of last year i mean last it year was at this time spring. she was in she was dating healy right? it was in the it was yeah joe... it was right around this time because it was by february they were done i swear it was either february or march they were done taylor and matt no. When mm. were her and Joe done? Before that. <laughs> yeah, but there was such as there was like Matt Healy really, was quick. Yeah, it was quick. Flash in the pan. Yeah. Okay. Really quick. When did? Okay. Taylor... Yeah. Don't I worry. Mean, it I was that... like boom, boom, boom. Like... May. Okay. Nashville show in May. It was a slow yeah, roll with Joe yeah. though. April of tw- yeah, it was April of twenty twenty three. And then Matt was then squeezed she... in like. May to oh, June. Oh God! So it wasn't even February, March. No, it was no, no, after no. that. It was after that. It was yeah, like so it was that. even quicker. It was quick. It was like Joe, Matt, uh, Travis. Yeah. But that happens. That's why, this, like, this is fine. Fine. It's. Fi- I mean, What's it's fine? very quick. It's very quick. <laughs> I feel like you're trying to make excuses. For I am. Something. I am. Truthfully. Well, I'm guessing that Matt Healy has probably been terrible for a long time. But, but I didn't this know because I liked that band. Like, I love the band. I, I loved wanna, it. I was going to try to find some other old oh, lady the, to go to the concert play, with I would have gone with you. They play the Twin Cities all the time. I know. And then I, you know. But you yeah. have to ask yourself, do people who are at that level not go, Taylor, you can't. With, he's don't you well i think once taylor started dating him is really when this stuff all came out yeah, because nobody paid attention to him before but you we don't just think like this she music. has people that are his... going to protect her interests before she starts yeah. going public because no. it's one thing to go on a date with someone because wasn't he the one that they were like holding hands at the he was coming to all of her concerts mm-hmm. he was yeah. hanging out with yeah. her dad in the suites and flying everywhere i mean he was her boyfriend for a well, hot like five minute. minutes, literally five minutes. Yeah, and then then he wasn't. We're like, thank and God. I still think Joe has a book to write, and I would like to read that book. Joe. Yeah. 
Because I want the real story. Don't you want the well, real story? Well, an album's you coming just, out the that 19th That is not the real story. <laughs> Please. That is the Target version <laughs> that has version. been that has been well, if it was j-lo she would i'm not saying an... it's gonna be bad i'm just saying it, it ain't gonna be the truth it's gonna be real poetry what is that smell there? in here that did you is spray lysol. something why did you spray lysol on my hand because i coughed earlier and i just wanted to make sure my hand was clean before i started touching things you sprayed lysol on your hand yes i got some what spray am I in here? I'll give you. <laughs> wash your hands you well i didn't have lysol. i just <laughs> coughed during this segment and I wanted to make sure I, I what am I just supposed to hold my hand out before I touch this mouse or this you know what I mean? Like I don't want to make things dirty. You're not gonna make things dirty, you're fine. Oh Lord. You're all good, girl. <laughs> well I mean, Lori's coming in here. No, she's not. She's in Hawaii. Yeah. She is? Yeah. yeah. Who's coming in here? Brittany? Yeah, Julia. I think uh Julia today it is Julia and Brittany. Okay, well I don't want to contaminate Brittany's life. Yeah. She's Very got nice a she's got you. a kiddo. She's immune to everything. She's getting all the germs. Yeah, she does. <laughs> and we have plenty aware. of wipes. <laughs> we got wipes. Uh, we got plenty of wipes. So we will fastidiously. In fact, I'm surprised you haven't already started wiping down the studio and moving out your stuff. I know. I'm Dawn just... likes to get her stuff out in the last break. Hey, did either of you before we jump totally from Taylor Swift see the uh, selfies of Flavor Flav and Taylor? No, because you know Flavor Flav calls himself he... King Swifty. He was was he there last night? He was night? there and he has got a great picture of King Swifty and Queen Taylor Swift posted on his uh on his socials. Okay. My god, that's awesome. It's so great. It's Aww, one of it's one of the best picks of the sweet. night. Um Mike will be back tomorrow and thank you Leah for helping out today well, and thank filling you. in. Mike um I gave him some hot cash to play roulette for me. She gave him like 500 bucks. Um, I think we have to talk about Don's little gambling issue. You gave him $500? $500. I was there. I saw it. No, I gave him $20. I was going to say, I think you gave him 20 I gave him 20 We both gave him 20 and, and I, we both gave lost. Him 22. You gave him 22 Red 23 okay. I did. I just did red. Yeah, you lost. And I well, lost. you knew you were both 11, losing. And, yeah. Mike and then he drinks. said he didn't have any money even for the buffet. And I told him to sell his body. <laughs> <laughs> Something tells me he uh, was able to go to the buffet after he all. He says, I can't afford it. We'll get all the details on Mike's trip to Vegas. Leah, thank you Leah, so much for being you. with us. Up next, it is Julia and Brittany. While Lori enjoys beautiful Hawaii, we'll be back again tomorrow.